0: Good afternoon, Patriots. And it's July 4th in the year 2022. Remembering this great day in 1776, 246 years ago, when this nation was established and when the concept of freedom and liberty were literally on everybody's minds. That was an amazing time in the history of the world. We had a colony. It openly broke in statement and declaration from the biggest power of the, uh, of the known world, and that was the United Kingdom. And in so doing, on this day officially, the Declaration of Independence was formally accepted and signed. And so we have a memory of this day, which is significant in our own history, to remember just what that stands for. So let's begin with Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness." Events is a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having a indirect object, the establishment of an absolute tyranny over the states. And from there, they listed all of their objections, their attempts to resolve the problem and their efforts to amend differences that were rejected constantly by the tyranny. Here's what's interesting is in this time, Many of the families were keeping their children home from school. Here's this little excerpt here of what a day in life was like at this point in 1776, remembering that the first shots were fired at, at the Battle of Lexington and Concord a year earlier in 1775. And that in 1776, with the Declaration of Independence signed, families now were knowing there was war building. George Washington was building the new American army, was training them. The British were now moving troops in and had fully occupied Boston. They had one troop for every two people in the city of Boston. 8,000 troops in a city of 16,000. Here's an excerpt from a morning of a person's life. In, it, it is dark when Jonathan's mother calls him, and he is forced to leave the warmth of his bed. Downstairs, pleasant noises come from the kitchen as his mother prepares breakfast. There will be Johnny Cake, otherwise known as cornbread, a hot cereal called mush and fresh milk. It is the start of another day. Jonathan lives in New Hampshire, a colony settled only three years after the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth. When Jonathan finishes dressing, he hurries down to the kitchen. The wood in the fireplace is giving off a good amount of heat, and the delicious aroma of cooking fills the small kitchen. Johnny Cake sits on a clean wooden board before the fire. A kettle of mush bubbles and hisses. Jonathan has three younger sisters. His sister Elizabeth dresses the younger children in a corner of the room. When his father comes in from the barn, the family gathers around the plank table. After a blessing, the parents and the children eat and talk about the day's assignments. Elizabeth will work on a spinning wheel, while Jonathan will carve new rake handles with his knife. Both of them will walk to Mistress Robin's house for their daily lessons. The younger children will remain at home. In 1775, many towns in New England closed their schools for the duration of the war. Jonathan and his sister attended a dame school for the time being. These are schools run at home by older women in the community. Patriots, we are now at the modern day version of 1775 and 1776. And that is the significance of today is to remember that we are at war. And so let us pray. Father, we come to you on this day of a memory, a memory of the Independence Day established by the signing of the Declaration of Independence on July 4th of 1776, 246 years ago. In such a time, Father, we have seen our country move from a place where you were center among all things where our lives revolved around our worship of you, the blessings that were given by you, and our understanding that this nation could not continue without you on the throne above us. Today, Lord, we struggle to find that memory. And while there's a rising remnant that's standing boldly, the bulk of the nation is still wandering, thinking that this is a, a time About politicians, or a time about corporations, or a time about rules, or a time about hatred. So, Father, we pray today for the forgiveness of hearts and the resurrection of the true understanding of what this day represents. This is a day that we must stand boldly with liberty, with the unalienable rights that were given to us by you, Father life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Father, we pray today that those that are out here will take time to reflect and to thank you for all that we have. To give true honor and homage to all that we have through you, not because of our hands, but because of the gifts and blessings which you have provided us. This is a nation that has lost its way. And while we can be satisfied to know that it is beginning to awaken once again to the importance of the relationship with you, we still have a long ways to go. So Father, our prayers today are for the many hearts that are still not seeking you, for the many hearts that seek the science or seek the new technologies or seek whatever interpretation they have of the world, rather than to sit quiet, to find that relationship with you and through Jesus, to understand how fundamentally important and interconnected you and Christ Jesus are to the existence of this nation not just the founding, but the very existence. Father, today we pray for our churches that have become pulpits more focused on money and peace at any cost than the concept of really building a strength within the congregation that would lead the nation morally and spiritually. We pray for those that find more comfort in the pew than getting into the world and interacting with the many as you would want us to do. We pray for hands to bury deep into the soil, to sow seeds, and in so doing, to connect with the bounty and the richness that you give us. We pray for those hands as well to to sow seeds spiritually into the world, to set the examples in the community as we would want our nation to be. Father, in such a time as this, we are all challenged, and rightfully so, because we have to be challenged. And so we are also reminded of a day like this, how significant a time was in the time of Esther. Esther 4.16. Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on behalf, on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, And if I perish, I perish. We pray for the courage in this nation to face this tyranny and to once again take a stand to defend our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, and our Bill of Rights in the courage of Esther. For if I perish, I perish means nothing in this world because I am not of this world. But what memory I leave and what service I give is important, especially in the terms of service to you, Father. Lord, on this day, we ask that we can reflect and remember all of the lives that have been lost in the pursuit of protecting this nation. Wars set aside, so many wars are manipulated by hands of darkness and evil. But the true heart of these soldiers and the true heart of the many, whether in uniform or not, that have given their lives to the belief of preserving this nation must never be forgotten. This is a time when, The awakening challenges us all. It forces us to reflect deeply on our own histories, deeply on who we are as a nation, and it's as must be. But Lord, you have given us one of the greatest gifts one could ask for leading up to this day, and that's the returning of the predominance of life in this nation, not the omen of death. The destruction of Roe versus Wade has shifted the spiritual nature of this entire nation. We felt it We feel it across the entire space in which we live and with everybody we interact with. And while there are still those screaming and defending the right to murder children, those voices are diminishing as the contradictions they must face cannot be resolved in the matrix in which they live. Father, this time is a time of heavy division, and yet as it was then in 1776, the true heart of you through the many people that walked with you and walked with Jesus prevailed. And so we know on this day that we shall also prevail. Whatever lies ahead, Father, we just ask for your blessing and guidance, for we know that the challenges will be many, and we know this fight will not be short. It will endure for many years, if not for our lifetimes, because the pursuit and defense of liberty never stops. May we never forget that. May we always remember the importance of our role on a daily basis. Not simply to check in and check out on an election time, but the constant and vigilant pursuit to be watchers on the wall for this nation, ourselves, our children, and the generations yet unborn to pass on that legacy and to let them never forget that this nation was nearly lost. And on this day, we know that this nation is coming back. And as painful as it may be, it will be restored. Thank you, Father, for the blessings you've given. Guide us and protect us in these days. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots to reflect on today, and I hope you're all having a really enjoyable July 4th. It's so much to consider of how different life was in the colonial period. There was a real war going on. Troops were on the ground in the colonies. We weren't yet free. British redcoats were as our country is today. You were hearing stories of houses being raided, people being arrested. You had prison ships that were set up off the coast. Where patriots that we knew, or you would know, were arrested and thrown into the holes. Many of them died. Died from starvation, died of dysentery, died of disease because the British intentionally did that. They did everything they could to break the will of a nation, a new nation, a young nation, and yet they failed. And they failed because at the heart of all things was the power of understanding what the cost of liberty was. Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. And it's truly a statement of power of our time that we must resurrect those understandings, those words, not just to say, but to live. We stand on the rock of faith in an incredible time right now. We stand on the rock of faith with the history and rich history of those that truly put something greater beyond themselves to give the opportunity for a new nation, a new ideal to arise. And that ideal was framed. Within the Declaration of Independence, an ideal that people had the right to self-govern. The rights that they were given were not coming from men, but they were coming from God. And government was a product of the people, not people, the subject of government. That was entirely new. And to this day, it's still being challenged. Those that pursue this day to disrupt, disrupt this day or to destroy this nation, they hate the idea of choice and self-governance. They only know the idea of obedience. They relish in the idea of having those that they can direct and control lesser than them so that they can live a privileged life. That was not how this country was built. So on this day, it is absolutely essential that we do all we can in our prayer and in our work to continue the force and the strength of what this day represents in our lives, in our neighborhoods, within our communities, and most importantly, to pass it on to the children. The children have been the target of this war for a particular reason. Lennon once said, you give me a child for four years and I will give him programming that no one will ever be able to undo. They believe that. And to a certain degree, unless parents are strong, they will succeed at that. So, Patriots, on this day as well, I'm going to encourage you to join me Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is unspoken. I won't speak of it after today. But tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm going to be fasting. My choice of fasting is water only. I encourage you to choose something. Not everybody chooses to fast on food, to give up something at least, to fast with something. Whether it's news, whether it's communication, whether it's your coffee. But I think that we need as a nation to now fast and put ourselves before God. This is a celebration day that we need to honor with all that has been given this last week. The last actually two weeks with Supreme Court decisions that have reminded us that we actually do have a constitution that works. But now it's important, I believe, that we put ourselves humbly before God and we spend some time thanking him, being thankful for all the blessings, being humbled before him, repenting and praying for mercy for this nation. This is the strength of a true spiritual army. And this is how we differ from many, because we truly do trust in Father. We don't go about saying things lightly. We're not situated in pews to pray on Sunday and hope that we can catch up on the next Sunday for all the sins we do during the week. This is a living and active God in our lives. One that we set the table for. One who we open the door for, who knocks and waits for his entry. One that we share meals with, we talk with we live with. This is the living God. So, Patriots, I encourage you to join and make a decision on some form of fast for the next three days, starting tomorrow. Your choice, completely voluntary. For me, it's been put on my heart, and I think it's important that we do, that we give honor to, to God for all that we have. This country is still an amazing country. It has amazing people. We have amazing people is still here. What we're dealing with is a corruption that has gotten into the fabric of who we are to try to divide us and conquer us through our own free will. That cannot be. We have a choice to make and we will continue to make these choices every day. A choice of whether we want this union to continue or whether it's too difficult and we simply want to submit to the things that they threaten or the things that they do. They will continue to seek out terror against us. They will continue to try to use fear and anxiety and hatred to divide us and to rule us, but we have to set that aside, and we now have to start building the bridges necessary to heal because their side only wants division. God would want us to do that, and there's a lot of challenges for each and every one of us that we're going to have to step into places that we're not necessarily even wanting to deal with to offer a hand of grace, to start bringing people together. But we will heal this if we try. And we will heal this if we put our trust in God. And if we leave our trust there, no matter how difficult these engagements may be to try to open doors, if we put our faith in Jesus, Jesus will do the hard lifting for us. We just need to make the first step. So, Patriots, this is a glorious day. We need to celebrate it, enjoy it, for all it is. It's not the death of a republic, it's the rebirth of a republic. A republic that is now awakened again. A republic that is now rising within the occupation of an usurper. Just as it was in 1776, so it is today. We are rising, we are assembling. The war takes on a different form. Instead of muskets, it takes on keyboards. But nonetheless, it's a vicious fight because truth on both sides, beginning in here now, was the essential element of victory. And above all of that was the absolute faith in Jesus and through Jesus to our Father. So let us pray this week, these next few days, let us give something in fast, to give up something in fast. To give our thanks to God and to pray for the healing of this nation and to be bold like Esther, for if I perish, I perish. Because it's now time. The tide is turning and it's time to take the upper ground. And as we seize the high ground, we will be victorious under the banner of Christ. Patriots, I hope you have a very blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. Our nation is strong. It will prevail. Not because of some mystery group, but because we, the people, are returning to God. God is with us. He's never forsaken us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. We're going to be going over some more of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. And out for now.
1: We shall pay any price